You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection. This is your host, Dr. Barry, and I want to thank you for coming back and listening to the show and, you know, definitely spreading the word. We're seeing the numbers run up, and we definitely appreciate it. Keep um, sharing, keep telling your people, your, your associates, friends, even your enemies, hell, why not? All right, guys, so thanks for coming back. Uh, we got a pretty exciting show today. First things first, want to, um, you know, give... Um, a quick shout out to everyone who um, wants to reach out. Please don't hesitate to reach myself as well as the staff. Um, you can reach us by email, drberryhealth at gmail.com, at gmail.com, excuse me. And that's drberryhealth at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any show ideas, potential collaborations, please don't hesitate to reach out. Also, uh, we are an independent show, health and wellness show, but we are independently trying to make things happen. So please, um, we do appreciate donations and support. You can also send a cash app for donations if you're in the United States at Dr. Barry Health. Also, for those who are online, you can also donate via our um, hosting website, anchor.com. Again, the link for the show is at anchor.com backslash H-W-C-O-N-N. E-C-T-I-O-N, that's H-W, Connection. Um, again, if you want to s- support the show, you can always go online as well as our cash app. All right, guys, so just want to let you know, uh, it's been pretty eventful the past few weeks. was traveling, doing some uh, you know, sightseeing, seeing some folks, and just exploring some things. And uh, definitely uh, was able to experience a lot. I actually traveled to Nigeria. Those who listened to the last show kind of you know, heard me talk briefly about what was going on and what I did there. And it was pretty interesting a uh, trip. You know, I have some friends and family there. Also, have some business I was trying to take care of. So it was kind of interesting, kind of moving across the country, seeing people and navigating. And uh, I must say, um, Nigeria is a very interesting country. For those who don't know, Nigeria is a country in Western Africa. Um, it's actually um, a very populous country, over 200 million people. And it's roughly about the size of Texas, if not, or a little bit smaller, but it's overall a very densely populated country, but still very vibrant and very diverse. So um, personally, I was in the city for a few days, um, hung out and sitting on this Lagos, Nigeria, one of the largest cities on the earth, about 30 plus million people. Now, did some cool sightseeing, ate some pretty awesome food, which I will be posting on my TikTok. So please check for those photos and videos on TikTok. Um, For those who don't know, I'm at Dr. Barry Health on TikTok. So definitely Check out the account and follow uh, me there. And, uh, you know, one thing I will say about Nigeria overall is that definitely there's some issues. There were lots of organizational issues, like they apparently launched a brand new currency in the country um, right when I got there. Uh, meaning all the old currency that apparently had been in circulation was about to be phased out. And you had to apparently have this new currency in order to engage in commerce. So uh, meaning that Nigeria is mostly a cash society. This put a lot of pressure 
on the banks to essentially provide enough hard currency to replace all the old currency in circulation, which was probably in the trillions of, of Naira at this point. And uh, it led to a pretty much a mad dash to the banks. People were busily trying to get all their currency they had buried in all different parts of their various locations and to get it to the bank so they can switch it out for the new currency because the old currency would apparently be worthless at approximately, I think it was February 6th was the initial date, or it was January 31st and it was pushed to February 6th. In a nutshell, the old currency would have no value. So people were rushing the banks trying to get their old currency and phase it out with the new currency, but the new currency really wasn't available. Apparently there was only a limit of approximately 5,000 Naira um, that was able to be dispersed to individuals uh, per day. So and 5,000 Naira is approximately about $7. So imagine being limited to only withdrawing $7 from your account. Now, if you had electronic transfer capabilities, you can still make purchases. So a lot of stores do take credit cards and debit cards. So you can still do business, but especially for the folks who are just doing day-to-day trading in the markets and whatnot, uh, people who do cash-based transactions, they had a very hard time doing their business. And this led to a lot of um, people being upset, a lot of unrest, a lot of frustration. So, you know, things like this are some of the problems that hopefully will be fixed when um, better kind of leadership organization uh, hits the country. But these are some things I have to deal with. And it definitely made the uh, <laughs> experience a lot more frustrating than it needed to be. But there also was issues with fuel and everything. Gas was very expensive. So it was just a lot of issues. But despite all that, I had a great time and uh, met a lot of cool people. Of course, I'll be posting a lot more of that on um, TikTok as well as our upcoming YouTube channel. I know I keep saying this, but we got a lot of footage that we collected while we were there. So be on the lookout for awesome footage of different restaurants as well as different um, experiences that we captured and we're going to put put together now actually. We're going to hopefully post that here in the next few weeks. So pay attention for that. If you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube, type in Health and Wells Connection. We do have a YouTube page. That's still very early. We're still growing that, but we're going to be posting everything there. So definitely be on the lookout for that. So um, overall, though, like I said, despite the issues, it was a great time. Met some amazing people. Had a lot of organic food everywhere. It was pretty awesome. I mean, organic is pretty much the standard uh, there. So it was very, um, I think, great in that aspect. So nutrition was on point. And, uh, you know, things were just more laid back, simpler lifestyle, especially in the village. We were just kind of chilling in the countryside, you know, eating farm-raised food and just kind of, you know, a little less electronic. So I actually definitely appreciated that. So anyway, so enough about that. Let's talk about the health and wellness news that we all uh, want to hear. So um, one thing that I want to even discuss briefly, which is not directly, well, it's health and wellness because people, a lot of people died, unfortunately, but there was a pretty horrific tragedy that occurred in Turkey over the past, and that was a massive earthquake. This was a very powerful earthquake, approximately 7.8 on the Richter scale, and it essentially devastated um, large parts of Turkey and Syria. Um, apparently, the earthquake hit the southern Turkish province, um, and, uh, and it really devastated all the cities down there, as well as neighboring Syria, causing over 40,000 deaths. So, just very horrific. Um, just a severely, you know, horrendous um, tragedy is going on right now. Uh, um, uh, a health, a human health crisis, technically, and. Uh, it's just unfortunate that, uh, you know, people who were doing fine all of a sudden have now um, 
massive amounts of death and destruction that they have to deal with. So just keep those people in your prayers. Uh, it's definitely not easy. Um, pretty horrific when you think about it, how um, something that one day everyone was fine, completely living their life. And the next day, massive natural disaster causing 40 plus thousand people to die instantly um, or the past day or so um, makes it just really makes you really appreciate life and how quickly things can change. So um, this hurricane was a uh, oh, sorry, hurricane. This earthquake was actually sorry. I said seven point. It's actually seven point eight um, on the Richter scale. So very, very um, powerful uh, quake. There's actually multiple quakes too as well. So it was just a really disastrous time. So, um, you know, there's a lot of relief efforts going on now. I'm sure you can find a lot of them online if you want to donate. Uh, we don't have any specific one we support here, but I'm sure there's a lot of areas you can donate money to if you're interested in helping the relief efforts there. But just keep those people in your thoughts and prayers. Um, you know, sometimes easy to forget people are suffering different parts of the globe and uh this uh earthquake has really uh, done a lot of damage to the infrastructure and uh really has affected the health and wellness of many people especially in turkey and syria area so um think about them and if you have any um you know maybe things you want to donate look into potentially finding a charity that you support that you can um potentially help them out with so we'll be watching that and just uh you know make sure you know that you know things can change any moment you never know one day you could be you know, relaxing, you know, enjoying life next minute, you know, all, everything could go upside down. So. All right, guys, there's a new treatment being researched for low libido, and it's in the form of a hormone shot. So this um, hormone is known as kiss peptin. So I know pretty interesting name, right? But kiss peptin apparently is a new hormone that's being promoted as a possible treatment for people who suffer from hypoactive sexual desire disorder or hsdd so pretty much have low libido don't really get in the mood anymore not necessarily because of a lack of attractiveness but just because of some sort of potential dysfunction so this hormone is known as again um kiss peptin now people will say the freak hormone get you more freaky uh, however you want to describe it that's what it is so it gets you more in the mood so people actually were researching this hormone to see whether or not it could be a viable treatment for low libido. And they got some pretty inter interesting results. Now, this uh, was recently published in the JAMA, which is a very prestigious health journal done in the Imperial College of London, United Kingdom. So um, some folks who are well respected in the research world. So anyways, they looked at a group of people. They looked at 32 people, okay, heterosexual in nature in this for this study. And they gave them an infusion of this kiss peptin hormone. Now they looked at them, gave them an infusion, took about 75 minutes. Then they basically had them go out in the world and try to see if they had increased um, desire. And they came back and got another treatment a week later. So what the purpose of this treatment was to increase the levels of kiss peptin in the, in the person who received them, making the person hopefully increased sexual kind of desires would hopefully develop they would get more you know in the mood if you will and hopefully have more um sexual thoughts and they actually analyze this by looking at them you know via mri so they actually looked at an mri of these people's brains now where they're all hopped up on this kiss peptin hormone and seeing if the active portions of the brain that respond to sexual stimuli were more active and they found that they were and they were by up to 50 percent more active they'll mean the brain parts of the brain that you know get more excited get activated when you get sexually aroused 
were more active. They also noted in the men, there was more increased um, presence of um, penile tumescence, so they had an erection. So, um, you know, and this especially in response to sexual stimuli. So, showed that, you know, men were getting more aroused, getting more erections. So, there was definitely a positive response in, response in, in regards to their sexual desire. And they found the same effect occurred in women. They looked at 32 women who had this uh, infusion and they saw that they were definitely more freaky, if you will. Now, those weren't used. I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but you get the drift. Um, definitely shows that this kiss peptin hormone may have some potential uh, benefits in the treatment of um, what we call hypoactive sexual desire disorder or low libido or bad in the sack so hopefully you know if you do have you know know some people or you think you may be suffering from similar condition consider um you know you know looking close at this potential hormone now it's not officially approved yet but with the data coming out and i'm sure more studies will be will be done this may be a potential treatment option just uh i think being thankful is the key message here all right, so a new story out of Brazil has really shined the light on the value of vitamin D when it comes to regulation of calcium and other important nutrients in the body. Um, it came out of Brazil. It was actually done at the Brazil's Federal University of Sao Carlos, um, as well as University College London in the UK. So there's a couple of institutions who kind of work together to collate this data. And they found that vitamin D is extremely important in overall bone density and as well as muscle strength and function so anything that affects your body's ability to absorb vitamin d can have an extremely negative impact on your muscle and your bone density so this is extremely important especially as we age um, our, bo our bones get less dense our muscle mass kind of decreases so vitamin d um, is critical in maintaining and reducing the deterioration of your muscles and bones so for those who had any kind of suspicion, vitamin D, you know, is really becoming a very, very important uh, vitamin. We, we've seen the importance of vitamin D deficiency when it came to COVID as people who had lower levels of vitamin D actually had worse COVID, um, worse COVID, um, um, COVID infections because it was found that those who lacked vitamin D had pretty significant uh, inflammation. And it's been shown that vitamin D can help reduce inflammation. And now it, it's also shown again that it's very important in muscle strength and bone strength so it was found that vitamin d supplementation can actually reduce the risk of, of bone uh, density um, or basically reduce the risk of you losing significant bone density by up to 80 percent so it's very important that vitamin d is something you're making sure you're getting enough of good news that vitamin d is is very um it's created actually, especially if you're out in the sun. So your skin actually makes vitamin D when you're exposed to sunlight. So if you're in an area that doesn't get a lot of sun, um, or you're in some sort of location where the you know the sun is gone for months at a time, especially in the winter, um, in certain parts of the world, make sure you consider vitamin D supplementation to reduce the risk of issues related to vitamin D deficiency. So foods rich in vitamin D. Is something you want to definitely take into your diet, especially if you're in an area that you don't get enough sunlight. Foods that are rich in vitamin D include cod liver oil, salmon, swordfish, tuna fish. Um, you got orange juices. A lot of times those are fortified with vitamin D. 
um, dairy and different milks are also a lot of times fortified with vitamin D, sardines, beef liver, etc. So, you know, definitely want to make sure you're getting enough of your vitamin D in your diet because vitamin D can really be the difference between strong and healthy bones uh, versus brittle and weakened bones, especially as we age. So vitamin D, guys, be sure you get enough in your diet. Now, another pretty interesting dietary recommendation that recently came out um, due to some new data shows that almonds may be an excellent option for your diet. Um, it's believed that um, almonds um, have a lot of great effects that really weren't appreciated until recently. Many of those include um, improving appetite as well as helping reduce cravings. It's also excellent for weight loss because can, it can help provide sustenance, provide calories, and also reduce appetite. So it actually can help you know, modulate those cravings you might have that cause people to overeat. Um, it's believed that people consume as few as 30 to 50 grams of almonds as opposed to some sort of, you know, energy equivalent, you know, carb snack or like, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, um, energy bar or whatnot. They can actually lower the overall energy intake in the next meal because, again, almonds have been found to actually suppress your appetite Therefore, reducing hunger, reducing cravings, causing you to eat less when it's your next meal comes up. So that's pretty amazing, especially now that people are taking these in, these injections um, like um, Wegovy and Ozimbic that help kind of use hormone modulation to in, to reduce your appetite. It's found that almonds can have a similar effect. So also almonds have been found to improve insulin sensitivity, right? So this makes insulin more effective, which helps lower your blood sugar and lower some of those things we are we see with with um, with insulin when it's extremely high, which includes weight gain. So when you lower your your um, when you improve your insulin sensitivity, your body uses less insulin, which causes you to have less chance of increased weight, which happens with high levels of insulin. So in addition, almonds are high in protein, high in fiber, high in unsaturated fatty acids. So there's a lot of things that are very, very healthy about almonds. And then now with this new evidence of appetite suppression, I mean, almonds are some of the best snacks you could potentially use, especially in between meals. And so you can help reduce the amount of food you're eating overall, as well as, you know, get some good protein and fiber and nutrients in between meals. So I'm a big supporter of almonds. I love almonds personally, and I'm recommending that almonds should be part of your diet. Now, if you're allergic, please stay away. All right. So another I think important study that came across my desk is a little bit different and it relates to head injuries. Everyone knows head injuries are a big area of discussion, especially in the um, area of sports, uh, especially football in particular. But head injuries have always been associated with potentially devastating um, outcomes later on in life. Uh, we all know about CTE and how that was recently brought to the uh, um, brought to the table of discussion when we were seeing a lot of concerning developments in ex-football players and other folks who had, you know, large amounts of head injuries. Well, it seems that now new research is showing that head injuries can have really devastating effects on all cause mortality risk. So it means all parts of your body are potentially affected and you have a risk of dying just from assortment of issues as a result of head injury. And it's even been re being reported that only one head injury can boost all cause mortality. So it doesn't take multiple you know, hits or things like that. One good head injury can really have a significant uh, effect on your lifespan. 
Um, so let's talk about more about the, the, the data here. So there was an analysis of more than 13,000 adults. They participated in a study that was done out of Philadelphia, specifically the University of Pennsylvania um, by a researcher, Dr. Holly Elser, Department of Neurology. They looked at a bunch of folks and as far as people who were victims of head injury. They looked at over 13,000 people in this study. They looked at folks who were uh, recruited from different communities, different ge um, different races, di different geographies, and they looked at people who had reported injuries of uh, reported diagnosis of head injuries, and then they looked at their overall, you know, charts and their lifespan. They followed them over 27 years, so they found people who had he at least one head injury. And they follow them in their charts for 27 years to see kind of what their lifestyle was, what other injuries that they have, other diagnoses. And uh, they found that um, pretty interesting data. Um, they found folks who had a head injury. First of all, out of, out of the 13,000 people they looked at. So out of the 13,000, again, 56% of them died during the study period. So again, it was a 27-year study monitoring period. And um, they found that the median survival time after a head injury was 4.7 years so imagine you had a head injury other people had a head injuries which was roughly about 20% um, of the population that they studied they found that the average lifespan after head injury was 4.7 years now also um, people had different causes of death it wasn't just necessarily brain related issues people died of cancer heart disease other neurological disorders, um, mainly neurodegenerative disorders like Parkinson's syndrome or Alzheimer's, um, just a lot of different issues that people who had injuries were suffering from. And, you know, it's not necessarily, let's say you develop Parkinson's or some, or some sort of neurodegenerative disorder where you can't walk properly from your head injury, you fall, break your hip, and then you get in the hospital, you get pneumonia, and you pass away. So it just showed that head injuries can have a very devastating effect on our overall lifespan and it can cause things that you may not necessarily immediately you know, think about but because of the head injury you're at an extremely higher risk of developing so um, ultimately it shows that the head, head injuries can be very devastating for lifespan and I think things that promote head injuries or can increase your likelihood of, of head injuries need to be severely you know we have to be, be very careful if we participate in such activities um, this is why I'm a big advocate of helmet, helmets for those who ride motorcycles and other potentially dangerous vehicles. You never know if you fall off and hit your head, the devastating effects it's going to have on your overall lifespan. And obviously, people who play sports where head injuries are a real um, reality need to, I think, be very aware of the risks and maybe push toward um, you know, changing some of the uh, dynamics of the sport or the activity you're doing to reduce the risk of head injury because it's been shown that head injuries can be pretty... Um, can, can have a fairly negative effect on your overall life, quality of life, as well as your lifespan. So protect those heads, guys. Um, you know, we never know what may happen, but if you can reduce the risk of significant head injury, I definitely encourage uh, you do that. All right, guys. So enough about the head. Another story that caught my eye. This is actually when I was traveling and uh, saw an interesting story that came across my desk. This actually came comes out of Nigeria. And uh, there is a epidemic currently in Nigeria that many people are concerned about, and that is the epidemic of ble skin bleaching. There was a concern, actually, it was written that was 
published recently by the um, their local agency out there that monitors food and drugs called the National Agency of Food and Drug Administration and Control, NAFDAC, and the leader of that organization actually raised an alarm because of the menace of bleaching creams, which is now becoming a national health emergency. Now, for those unfamiliar with bleaching creams, bleaching creams are a cream that people apply on their skin to help cause the skin to appear lighter. Many people believe this is some sort of beauty thing that many uh, folks like to participate in, especially in many parts of the globe. Um, but the dangers of these creams have shown that uh, patients who use these creams have increased risk of cancer, especially when it comes to UV radiation, as well as other um, potential chemical components of these creams that are potentially harmful and as well as cancer. So there's been a big push to discourage people from using these creams, despite whatever perceived you know benefits um, that they may but that they may feel they they get from them but the numbers as far as people using these creams are pretty worrisome especially out of nigeria because they are you know believed to be some of the biggest users all right so this report out of the national agency for food and drug administration and control um, states that it's believed 77 percent of nigerian women use some sort of bleaching cream um, this is believed to be the highest in Africa compared to 59% in Togo, 35% in South Africa, and about 27% in Senegal. So um, this is pretty concerning when a, a large majority of the women are believed to be bleaching, especially with all the risks that we talked about, including cancer, skin um, irritation and allergy, skin burn, premature aging, um, all kinds of issues because you're literally damaging your skin to um, achieve this effect. So um, there's been a lot of work um, that's going to be implemented, especially in um, Nigeria, as far as encouraging and educating uh, women who are using these creams, the dangers of said creams and why, you know, the beauty uh, perceived beauty benefits are likely not worth it, given a lot of the health dangers associated. So. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we um, we talked about actually this whole bleaching thing um, in an early show about a few years back. So if you want to go to the archives. You'll find a, a show I did with a local dermatologist where we discussed some of the issues with bleaching. And we're going to do another one because I think uh, the bleaching thing is not really discussed enough. And uh, like I said, I was just in Nigeria. I didn't really appreciate it personally. But again, I'm, I may not be the best person to, <laughs> to identify someone who is bleaching. However, um, I could definitely say given this report, it is a real issue. And I think there's a lot of danger associated with these creams. So... Hopefully, um, people are going to take this, these warnings seriously and understand the dangers of said creams. And I think a lot of influencers who are probably promoting these creams, probably for some money, um, I think need to be called out as well. So we are going to be obviously watching this and we're going to hopefully do another show about, you know, skin and melanin and skin bleaching as well in a you know fairly upcoming show. All right, guys. So stay tuned for that. All right. So enough about bleaching. Let's talk about mental health. And some new data that shows that having friends to talk with for even short periods can be an amazing boost to your mental health. Now, for those, you know, who you know, aren't surprised, you know, including myself, um, well, pat yourself on the back. But for those who would like to be loners and like to avoid people, hey, you may be doing damage to yourself. It's been shown that those who just kind of discuss with uh, friends just even a short conversation. They say just simply one a day with this one friend a day can have a significant effect on a person's mental health. 
Now, this study was published recently. Um, it comes really about three years after this whole COVID thing where people had really been, I think, more of an isolation tip. I think with this entire social distancing movement and people, uh, you know, encouraged to stay away from one another. It's led to a lot of people becoming more isolated in their daily lives. You got remote work now, so people can be in their house, go to work. They can, you know, lock the doors and deliver food to their house. So they have to re- can really reduce the interactions now. And it's been shown that this may be detrimental to our overall mental health. So many um, professors and researchers, this one came out of NYU, actually. And they looked at, you know, how people have been behaving and how they have been um, interacting with one another since the pandemic. Um, they looked at folks, about 900 people were, were interviewed and, and monitored before, during and after the pandemic. And they were, you know, telling people to engage with friends, talk with friends, um, and kind of write down their feelings about how they felt, especially in the group that were encouraged to at least talk to one friend every day. And they were essentially encouraged to document their feelings at the end of the day and how the quality of the day was, and just kind of documented how people did despite, you know, issues going on around the pandemic. And I found that those who, you know, documented that they spoke with a friend and um, they discussed some issues generally tend to report feeling more um, full. They had less stress. They had higher sense of well-being um, day by day. Um, so it was pretty crazy. Uh, those who also didn't talk to friends noted higher levels of depression. So it was very important. And it showed that talking with people, just discussing some of the issues, even if nothing's actually solved per se, but you're just kind of letting it off your chest, if you will, can have a fairly significant effect on your mental health. And I think can be an extremely positive um, booster of mental health if you're able to discuss with friends and family. Now, for those who claim they don't have any friends or there's no one they can really talk with, I think this is when finding a professional mental health professional you can discuss with, maybe form a friendship of sorts can also be extremely beneficial. So I think, um, you know, these studies that are coming out about mental health, especially since the pandemic, are just really illustrating over and over again the importance of, you know, human connection, trying to, you know, find something with, find something in common with someone that you, um, you know, trust or have some sort of bond with. And going back and forth with said individual or individuals, it can be very helpful in helping someone cope with mental issues and mental anguish. So it's very important, I I say, especially if you're someone who's maybe more of an introvert, you don't really like talking with people because of whatever reasons, um, try to identify one or two people at the very least that you can at least try to communicate with on a regular basis as, you know, the benefits on the mental health side are fairly fairly significant and I think something that if you're someone who's struggling with depression, struggling with anxiety issues, struggling with other um, issues related to your mental health um, finding a, someone to chat with can be life-saving so I encourage you guys if you're someone who has trouble creating friends, finding friends I think um, working to establish a few friends here and there can be a life-saving move and I encourage you to do so and those who who like to who have too many friends and like to get in trouble with your friends uh so you want to slow it down a bit <laughs> you don't want to get do, do the extreme and end up get, putting yourself in trouble for other reasons so all right guys 
So with that being said, I think uh, we are winding down the show this week. Um, I want to thank you guys for sticking with us despite all the uh, issues. But we are going to keep pumping out show after show and try to keep uh, the momentum going. Um, if you have any concerns or questions, guys, please please feel free to reach out. Uh, we're going to be um, still keeping abreast of all the health and wellness news and bringing it to your table every week. So I am going to use the opportunity to thank you for listening again, as well as encourage you to join us next week when we have a whole new show, whole new setup, info and data points we, we can discuss and, and, and chat about. So again, I'm your host, Dr. Barry. Thanks for being with us again this week on the Health of One's Connection, and I will see you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast and radio show. For more information on ways to get healthy, please check us out. www.anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. Here you can re-listen to the show, check out older shows, and even further support the show by becoming a subscriber to the podcast. Please check us out today. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. And also, don't forget to follow Dr. Barry on Instagram at drbarrymd. Until next time, stay healthy.